0: I-N, as in Nancy, G-E-R. December is a freezing cold month, a time many of us could barely survive. And this is Darkness Prevails, the place to share your true stories with the world, because this world is a strange one. I must warn you, the following allegedly true stories are the highest-voted stories on our subreddit. That means they are the scariest true stories of December 2017. Hold on to your ornaments and pray that you make it to New Year's. Here are your worst nightmares come true. Remember, you can always share your scariest true stories with me with the links in the description. And check out morbidmonsters.com for some scary good shirts. And to support this channel, Real quick, here are the first five comments from my previous video, and boy, are they golden. Mad Planet Guy says, vacuum. I think he's saying that I suck or I clean my room very well. Just Call Me Cat says, scrumptious, which is weird because I don't remember taking my shirt off. Ditto Big Smiley Face, of course, says, ditto but I like to believe he's dittoing the scrumptious line from before. William is good says, oof. It's weird how often people trip over something when they try to comment. Watch your step, ladies and gentlemen. And Alishba Rana, Dolphin Senior, PS, 1553 says, look behind you. Oh yeah, Alishba, look inside you. All right, let's get right into the scariest true stories. Number one, The Goatman Outback, submitted by Survey SurveyCore01. I'm 14 years old and from Victoria, Australia. I lived half an hour from Geelong, which is around one hour from Melbourne. My area is what is considered the country. I also have a large reserve only about a block from my house and this story took place only around two weeks ago. I was home alone on a Saturday night. My mom was with my father in Melbourne for a business meeting and my sister was with her boyfriend and would be home later. I was in the lounge watching Netflix when I heard a thunk on the front veranda. It was too early for my sister to be home, so I thought it could have been the neighbor's dog He sometimes jumps the fence and comes looking for food or someone to play with. I went to the front door and looked through the window to the side. It was not the dog, but I did see a tall figure, maybe 210 centimeters tall, which is about seven feet for any Americans listening. It had goat's legs covered in gray fur with black hooves, bright yellow eyes, which looked right back at me. I ran back to the living room in blind panic, my mind reeling with the same phrase over and over. What was that? With a random idea, I grabbed my phone and started playing the loudest song I could find, which happened to be Hero by Jonathan Young. This was an attempt to scare or lure the beast away, but that immediately backfired. I suddenly heard a window smash behind me. I ran to the kitchen to grab something to protect myself, which ended up being a cleaver. This thing started thudding down the hall towards the room I was in. It was probably 30 seconds, but it felt like hours waiting for that thing to appear. Finally, I saw its glowing eyes in the darkness and I did all my body told me to do. I ran at it, swinging, eyes shut. I didn't make contact with anything, but I did hear something shatter another window and escape the house. Did I scare it away? Was all I could ask myself under my breath. I stood there trembling in the hallway. I spent the next three hours locked in my room, clutching my cleaver and a torch next to me, When my sister came home, she asked what was wrong, but I just stuttered. Window, it came through the window. My sister grabbed me by the hand and pulled me out of my room, and together we looked around, finding large hoof prints in the hall and in the yard. We stayed together the entire night, but I could still hear the clapping of its feet every night just outside the window. Maybe it's just me, still in shock from the experience, but then again, it could be real. I hope I never see it again, and I severely hope that it was just some crazy wild dog or something, and not what it actually appeared to be, the Goat Man. Number two. Worst sleepover ever, submitted by Khan This happened a few months ago. It was the weekend and I had a friend crashing at my place for the night. For the sake of the story, my friend's name is Dale and around eight, my mother told us that she had to go babysit for a little while. So she left some money for us on the kitchen counter in case we needed anything. Dale and I played pretty much all the PlayStation games I had from GTA to UFC 2 and so on. At around 9.30, I thought I heard banging at the front door. I muted the game and listened closely. It was getting louder now and Dale heard it too. I opened my bedroom door quietly and slowly stepped downstairs but when I got to the door, there was no one there. We tried to ignore it and just go back to playing our video games. During the second round of our fight in UFC, we heard a loud bang come from downstairs again. That's when I remembered, I forgot to lock the back door. My heart was practically beating out of my chest now and unfortunately for us, my mobile phone was out of credits. Here in Ireland, I'm not sure how it is in America, but without credit, your mobile phone doesn't work. And mine was basically past due. And the actual landline was downstairs. I grabbed my skateboard, holding it up as a makeshift self-defense kind of thing, and I snuck over to the door. But I could already hear the footsteps coming up the stairs. Someone had broken in our home, and they were coming right for our room. Why, why would they come to the room where we obviously were? We were being so loud. He knew there were people up here, but instead of stealing something, he came straight for the children. I double checked the bedroom door lock and I tried to stop myself from having a panic attack. Then the thought hit me. My window wasn't high off the ground. So Dell and I quickly hopped out of the window and legged it over across the street to the neighbor's house. The entire time I could hear him or her banging against my bedroom door, they sounded angry and they sounded strong. The neighbors used the phone to call my mother and the guards. The guards are the Irish police and they kept us safe inside the house until someone arrived. When the guards arrived, however, the intruder was gone and I still don't know if he was caught and needless, now I'm a little bit more careful and always remember to lock the back door. We used to live in the countryside, and I was lucky we even had a neighbor that close, but it really shows you how ignorant you can be for thinking you can leave your doors unlocked just because you live away from civilization. The following story aired on a previous episode, so you might recognize it. If not, enjoy, but if you feel like skipping it, go to 17 minutes, 15 seconds. Number three, McDonald's Stalkers, submitted by Gucci Amadeus. I live in the Houston, Texas area, so there's a lot of crime where I live but I live on the outskirts of Houston, so I don't really get into much trouble. But one normal day would turn into something that I would never forget. It happened three months ago. I was, and still am, 15. My brother and I got out of school and were driving home. Since our mom wasn't home and our dad was still at work, we decided to stop at our local McDonald's to grab a bite to eat. We decided to eat inside to pass the time, since we had plenty of that to waste. Once inside, we ordered our food, and let me tell you, the place was crowded. So of course, you kind of feel comfortable that it's not empty. You know, when you eat in a place that only has one other person, it's kind of awkward and a bit creepy. So I didn't really mind the after-school rush. But the comfort didn't last. Once we sat in our booth and began talking, I can't remember exactly what about something about anime, I think, when out of the corner of my eye, I see these two odd men staring in our direction. They weren't even trying to hide it. They were just very blatantly looking at us. I thought nothing of it and kept eating, thinking of what we could do after we eat. Once we finished our food, we walked out to the car, and once inside, I soon see these guys walking out of the McDonald's staring at us the entire time they walked to their truck. The moment we began to drive away from that fast food joint, their truck followed us closely. I kept an eye on them for a while, seeing if they would go a different direction, but I soon realized they were taking every turn we would take. I soon grew worried, and I told my brother who was driving about it, and he said, let me test it. We took a random turn that wasn't on our route home and of course they still followed us. He decided to slow down next to the car to get a clear look at who they were but they soon caught on to what we were doing and turned down a different road. From what we saw of the men at the restaurant they seemed to be in their 20s or 30s, still young and it was very fishy as to why they were doing this but I was very glad they were gone. We continued home, talking about what had just happened and laughing. Once we made it home, we watched some TV, trying to forget all about it. Suddenly, our two dogs began barking their heads off and that meant someone was driving into our driveway. They always did that. We had two German shepherds, so I felt a little safe with them around. I soon saw it though when I looked in the window that same red truck that had been following us. They had followed us home. The men were rummaging through our mailbox like raccoons picking up scraps. They began driving towards our house after that, and I was panicking. I told my brother to turn off the TV and close the blinds. He didn't need to question it. He saw them through the window as well and began rapidly closing the blinds and checking the doors. We sat under the windows, waiting and listening. Then we began to peek out the window, wanting a better look at their faces. They climbed out of their vehicle and started walking towards the door. One of them was chubby, wearing a gray hoodie, and he had a very weird gait to his walk, as if his leg was injured. But the other was taller and built. He had this ex-military look about him, especially with his buzz cut and short-sleeved t-shirt. I thought if we had to take them in a fight, we could probably hold them off with the help of our dogs, but I was praying that it wouldn't come to that. A few seconds later, there was a knock on our door. But of course, we didn't answer it. We didn't want to let on that we were home, even though our vehicle in the driveway was a dead giveaway. Still, we stayed quiet but they knocked even harder in a rapid succession before saying in a very fake voice, hello, we're from the local Baptist church. We'd love to talk to you about it if you have some time. We're accepting uh, donations. I took a moment to glance out the window and I could see the chubby one speaking. He had this creepy smile about his face. Me and my brother didn't take the bait. Knowing that they were the ones following us, these two didn't look like churchgoers asking for donations. They looked dirty and plain, and generally up to no good. After a long moment of silence, just when I thought they were done and were going to leave, I began hearing them whisper to one another. The military looking man wore a frown suddenly, and then I heard him say one word out loud okay. He soon started ramming the door, hoping to bring it down to get inside. And then we took action. My brother ran upstairs leaving me by myself to call the police, and I yelled through the door, ''Leave us alone! The cops are on the way!'' But that hardly fazed them from what I could see. They continued to ram at our door, and soon my brother came down and yelled at the top of his voice, "'You can break on in, but I'm gonna shoot you.' "'I was confused, "'knowing we didn't have that kind of protection in the house, "'but I watched as my brother hurriedly "'connected his phone to our Bluetooth speakers, "'blared it on the highest volume, "'and played a gunshot sound, "'something that I think he looked up on YouTube. "'I rolled my eyes, "'thinking that this would never work in a thousand years, "'but it did. "'I soon heard the men outside,' scrambling back to their truck and speeding away. I was dumbfounded. My brother and I were still shaken up by the encounter. The police arrived, they took our statements and contacted our parents for us. They asked for faces, they asked for a license plate. Luckily, my brother was on top of that as well. He had taken a picture on his phone of their license plate when they drove into our driveway. It was amazing. My brother was always one step ahead of those lunatics the entire time, and I was just sitting there, freaking out. I'm glad my brother was there, because there was no way I could have scared away those men by myself. They caught the men trying to leave Houston, and were supposed to see them in court soon. But I don't look forward to seeing them again, because who knows what they were trying to do, what their plans were if they had succeeded in taking down that door. The next time you're at McDonald's, keep an eye out for the people around you because sometimes they're doing the same, always looking for new prey. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance... Would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do Submitted by A.M.O. Testadines. I'm a 20-year-old guy, tall at 6'3", and a mild insomniac. This event occurred two years ago, in the winter of 2015. I was 18 and still living at home in rural Michigan. The nearest store for some liquor was 7-Eleven. And that was five and a half miles away. The car ride was 15 minutes through pothole dirt roads and overhanging oak trees that created a dark natural archway along the sides of the road. I would frequently visit this 7-Eleven between one to three in the morning, every other night or so. One night in early November, I arrived a little later around 3.45 a.m., I always parked closest to the building where the lights from the inside gave a clearly lit path to the main entrance. It was then that I noticed a parked medium-sized red work van. I saw it parked in the back through my rear view mirror. No vehicle besides the night shift workers car in mine would typically be parked there that late. The car looked old and the paint was chipped and rusting away. With the windshield facing the store, the light from inside barely reached the front of that van. What appeared to be a large black figure was sitting completely still in the driver's side passenger seat. The car was running, and I assumed the driver was inside purchasing some snacks or something else. I felt uncomfortable, but not scared. I walked inside, Observing the hardly visible figure from the corner of my eye, all the while the door clicks and makes a ringing sound, telling the employees that someone walked inside. I began to get suspicious when I was the only customer in the store. I found my favorite pistachios and walked up to the counter. Usually the clerk is in the back, so I rang the bell once. But there was nothing. A long, silent minute passed. I ring it again, but once more, no one shows up. I became paranoid as I ring the bell three more times, each without any kind of human response. The red van engine starts and appears to leave the parking lot, and my suspicions begin to die down a little bit. I give the bell another ring. Of course, there's no reply, Where's the clerk, I thought to myself. He was always quick to cash me out and never took this long. I called out. Is anyone back there? But there was nothing. I called out a few more times and I began to feel nervous for the guy. Maybe he was hurt in the back room. I swallowed hard and did something that I didn't think I was supposed to do. I walked through the folding doors of the counter and I went behind it. Hello? Are you okay? I walked down the hallway, calling. I opened the employee's bathroom door and turned on the light, but it was empty. I checked the back room. The TV was on with the audio muted, but there was no one there. I was frantic now, His car was there, however, but the clerk was missing, nowhere to be found in the building. Out of nowhere, I heard the approach of a vehicle and I looked out to witness the same red van, now parked right next to my car and I could clearly see the middle-aged bald man in the driver's seat. He stared directly at me through the front windows I gave him a quick glance and tried to play it off, as if I was waiting for the clerk. But then, I heard the door ring. Someone had come inside. Crap, I thought. Dread began to forcibly stitch into my bones. Did this random man do something to the clerk and then come back for me because I was suspicious? I kept thinking to myself, no, I'm not letting it go down this way. The hair on the back of my neck and forearms stood up straight. By then, I was back in front of the counter, pretending to wait for the clerk, or actually waiting for the clerk, I guess, and I could hear the man walking around behind me when suddenly the clerk enters from the main entrance and a dank and familiar smell hit my nose. The guy had been out back smoking it up in his car the entire time. I sighed with relief. I walked out while the man kept his eyes locked in the back of my head. I knew this because every time I glanced at him, he was staring at me. I was about to get back in my own car when I began to hear a tapping sound. It was coming from the van beside my car. I looked up and was blown back by fright. At the left rear view window was a black masked and black hooded face looking through the glass. I quickly got into my car and drove home. I called the police just in case, but nothing ever came of it. A few days later though, I heard on the news that some kids had been taken by someone in the same colored van right around the same neighborhood of that 711 what they were doing there that night i'm not sure but something tells me they were the worst kinds of people and number 5 the umbrella man submitted by zezé the story i'm about to tell you was a truly terrifying experience that has since scarred me. When I was 14 years old, maybe eight years ago, I was having a typical day. I just got home from a long day at school and was relieved to be able to relax a while and play some video games. I set my backpack in the dining room and walked through the kitchen to the computer room. At this time, I was home alone Both my parents were out working and the siblings were out at friends. I sat down and began to log in, when suddenly I felt a very cold rush of air. It made my hair stand on end, and so I looked around, expecting to see something odd or out of place, but I found nothing. I put my attention back on the computer screen. After a few minutes of surfing the web, I got on Facebook. When suddenly, the computer chair I was in forcefully pulled back and then tilted back while I was still in it. At that angle, I should have toppled over, but something seemed to have been holding me there in place. From the force, my head whipped back, and I was looking up when I saw a shadow looking down at me. At that very second, I screamed, and then the chair fell forward. My heart was pounding and racing so fast, I thought it was going to burst. I looked back to the doorway, and I saw something I would never forget. There was a very tall man standing there, about six foot four, and he was staring back at me. He was wearing an all-white suit with a white top hat, and a white umbrella. He was leaning on the umbrella like a cane in a suave kind of pose. The worst part was that no matter how hard I looked, I couldn't see his face. The only feature I could see was his long, blonde, and very greasy hair, and an inhumanly stretched smile. It was like the grin of a monster from one of the disturbed album covers— After what seemed like hours, he turned, unfurls the umbrella, gave me one final look, then walked upstairs. Immediately, I called my dad and I told him what I just saw. The way the experience just didn't make sense, how bizarre it was, I knew it must have been paranormal. Otherwise, this was the strangest break-in that has ever occurred. The weirdest part, though, was the fact that the man left me with the same weird feeling that I would feel when I was home alone before. The way the empty house made me feel, that same cold dread. Maybe it was him that I was feeling all along. My dad told me to pray and said he would come straight home to check on me. After that night, the next morning, I was still very much startled. That night, I don't remember when I fell asleep. I was too busy staring up at the wall and glancing at the doorway, fully expecting to see someone or something's sinister smile. Around three in the morning, I woke up. Again, there was a sudden freezing chill. My room was small and my door overlooked the stairs outside, and I always left the door open. It was then that I could see, standing at the top of those stairs, was the same sinister being. He was looking at me and smiling. He stood there for a while, just watching me, as if harnessing my fear. I was paralyzed there, so I couldn't do anything. Eventually, he turned and walked down the stairs with his umbrella open, I still can picture him walking and seeing the umbrella through the stair banister, bobbing up and down as he went. This same entity visited me three more times before we finally had a priest bless our home. After that, I never saw him again. Just the thought of it brings tears to my eyes. This was my most frightening encounter and I've nicknamed the entity the Umbrella Man. I'll do whatever it takes to never see him again. People tell similar stories of this hat man that sounds a lot like the same thing. Maybe I'll look into it. I just can't help but wonder if the Umbrella Man has visited, or will be visiting, other children. Those were the contest winners, the top five scariest true stories of December, 2017. If you will, please go to my community tab on my channel page, or just click the link in my pinned comment and vote for which story you like the most. Winners all receive various gift cards and flares on the subreddit. If you want to be a part of the next nightmare contest, just share your story with us at reddit.com slash r slash darkness prevails. I never get tired of spreading your fears with the world. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to check out morbidmonsters.com for some crazy, creepy merchandise. Thank you all for listening. Stay safe out there. And stay creepy.